0: this is jj outlaw
1: and this is t outlaw
0: and we are back with a brand new episode the gourmet goober podcast you can catch me jj outlaw on i hate saying this x formerly known as twitter jj outlaw you can catch me on the gram as the kitties say it at gourmet goober and of course we're always on facebook at the gourmet goober blog Why? Because that's how we started. And as always, me, being the gourmet goober, is hosting every show with my BFF, that dude, the big cheese, the dog is snoring, and I'm trying not to laugh. It's snoring under our feet. Dude! Anyway, it's Tea Outlaw. How's it going?
1: Well, apparently I'm in a less... (laughs) <laughs> Exhaustive state than the, uh, the dog is
0: Just started snoring Like, seriously Aren't, okay, I read somewhere That Okay, now he rolled over at my feet I read somewhere that Dogs that are happy sleep a lot So we must have The happiest dog on earth
1: Well, the gaseous
0: Well, that too <laughs> He's a bully breed, so of course they do that And Because I I guess I read somewhere also that dogs like to sleep on the feet of their humans if they're close. So I have a happy, close dog because right now he is literally snoring on top of my feet. All 80 pounds of pure puppy. Thanks, (laughs) Fracky.
1: He's putting in work.
0: But he's our doggy producer, Braxton the Dog. So you may have seen him on Instagram. So as far as I'm concerned, he's sleeping on the job right now, <laughs> but he's where he needs to be, so I guess I can't complain. So, big daddy, how are you?
1: <laughs> I am well. I guess you can find me on social media at Tia Law. That being on, well, I want to call it the Exhibit Channel, but apparently it's X. What you know, the former Twitter. And you can also find me on IG at T Outlaw, Chelsea Wells.
0: And just so you know, because I know that people are exploring other options of social media as, look, it's ma- their mama called it Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. Twitter, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, has become just a huge dumpster fire right now. It's so disappointing. But You know, there are other resources like Threads, like Spouts, or Spoutable, rather, like Spill. And I'm on those social media channels, too. Have I been active on them? No, but I look to be. But hey, if you want to be one of the first to connect with me, I will put the link to those in the notes. And I like to know, can we even call it X? Because legally... The name X, as it relates to social media, is actually owned by their competitor, Meta, which is formerly known as Facebook. So (laughs) I got to ask, are we, has it ever been established whether or not we're able to legally call it that? I
1: don't know. He calls it X. Other people say, hey, can you use X? I don't know. I I pretty much have just put my hands in the air and, you know, it's kind of like, you know, guaranteed rate field. Everybody calls it to sell. I'm yeah. just going to call it the sale until you just don't call it the sale anymore.
0: You know, it's weird, though, because I work in social media. And so I have to, like, talk to other people about our presence on this platform. And the higher ups are really confused. They're like, so is it Twitter? And I'm like, well, not really.
1: <laughs> well, let me ask you this but question. Kinda, I don't know. When you type in this platform, what do you type?
0: I type Twitter. And here's why. Because if you use x.com, a lot of the items don't show up yet. Exactly. It looks like he hasn't fixed the URL. So when you use x.com, it forwards in a way that matches up to what the platform looks at. Mm. And I can tell you, working in social media... A lot of the corresponding platforms that um corporations use to post on it, to track data on it, and it c- client engagement, all of that <laughs> still says Twitter. <laughs> Nobody has changed it to X. <laughs> just saying.
1: <laughs> and I'm of the belief that until this company figures out what its identity is, that X is just. A logo, and pretty much I'm gonna to refer to it as Twitter until it truly is whatever I type in,
0: whatever it is i I really wish that they would get their act together because it's such a it was always in my view such a really great platform for getting together. I mean, there's a lot of phenomenon that is launched on Twitter from like them Thrones to you know, Black Twitter overall and the community that's been built off of that. A lot of my career I owe to what was formerly known as Twitter. My first time appearing on television and WCIU. My first time being on the radio um, tied to WBZ and their sister station. <laughs> Seriously, my career in part has been shaped by Twitter. And so to see it kind of turn into the, you know, every man for themselves kind of creepy Nazi, you know, bigoted trash fire that it's turning into, it's really kind of uncomfortable. I, I, I keep telling myself that every time he does something that this is the end and I'm going to move from the platform and I still stay because I really value the community. And the relationships I built over Black Twitter and things like that, like April Rain and Leslie Mack and all of those wonderful people that we know each other from our platforms, right? To the point where when we meet in real life, like in the case of podcaster Leslie Mack and social activist Leslie Mack, we met at, who was it? Black panther a And it was so funny because... We had followed each other. We had communicated for years on Twitter, right? And then we met face-to-face. I actually won a trivia contest that she had about Black Panther. And so when she gave me the award, I, the prize, rather, I was like, I'm JJ Outlaw. And she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we just had this, like, moment of, like, connecting Because we had never met face-to-face, but we built this relationship over Twitter that it's really impossible to do, in my opinion, at its best on other social media platforms. And I'm just, I'm really sorry to see it go. I'm sorry to see what it's turned into. It was my favorite social media platform. And I know there's other out there like, you know, Pinterest and TikTok and all of that crap. But I just... And I know a lot of people are into that, but I just never found a sense of community like I did on Twitter. So it's I'm sad to see it go.
1: I'm sorry, continue.
0: Oh, no, no. I was going to say, going back to, I keep telling myself I'm going to leave, but I don't know if you saw, he said that he's going to get rid of the block button. And if he does that, I'm out. Because I'm sorry. The reason why I can enjoy Twitter is I have spent an extraordinary amount of time at the beginning, blocking out undesirables, you know, the really racist, the really nut job, the really, you know, the conspiracy there is one. So Twitter, for me, has become a carefully curated place <laughs> that if he gets rid of the block button, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I couldn't handle it. But anyway, you were saying.
1: <laughs> no, I'm of the opinion that I kind of treat in different ways. I'm I'm treating Twitter slash X right now the same way in a, or in a different way, like I treat Facebook, like I keep it at arm's length. I truly, since not every major corporation and or um, news service has completely de- dissolved themselves from the platform, I still use it to look up or to get like, you know, like breaking information. Now, granted, I take it with a grain of salt to make sure it's accurate. But I still yeah use Twitter with really enough to, you know, check things at work. But that being said, like, I don't do too much like outside of that, like in terms of doing checking content, doing too much posting other than retweeting, just basically just kind of keep it at arm's length and just use it only when I need to, because my soul is better than... What, you know, trash they have on there, you know, depending on the user, one. But two, I would like to think to myself that I would like to introduce my own platform at some point. And she looks at me like, I know this is going to be a thing. I think I'm just going to start my, you know, since everybody else is starting their own, like, you know, little service. I think I'm going to start mine. Just call it, I wish it Miggy Figgy. What's the purpose of that? Everybody else is starting one, so I figure I want to have a platform where, you know, we get to speak, you know, freely, but, you know, it's for the culture, truly for the culture.
0: Well, there's one like that already called Spill, and my understanding is Spill was created by two former black employees of Twitter, because, you know, when Elon first took over it, he just decided to fire people willy-nilly, which is so insane. But anyway, yeah, so maybe you'll do that. But in the meantime, while he builds that out, (laughs) just know Spill is there as well. And if I will, again, put the links on the show notes and I don't want to dwell too much on that. We've got a lot to go over this episode. But yeah, since we usually introduce the show every episode or where you can find us on the socials. Just wanted to give you the heads up on where we are on um formerly known as Twitter. And we're back. We're happy to be back with another episode. I want to personally thank the audience for sticking with us, because we know that our show has been evolving as far as the release time. And wanted to give you guys a little bit of, you know, more or less a peek at how the sausage is made. Because, again, we're a very small operation. It's just <laughs> the two of us, literally, as our life goes, sometimes that affects the, our availability for production, especially with me, because something happened ridiculous because I'm old. There's just no other way to put it. I'll explain it in a moment. <laughs> so our our posting time is going to change this slightly. But we, I've always said that the gourmet Goover has always been a labor of love is something that we have done now for a long time longer than a lot of other podcasts because we really enjoy it so just so you know there will be some changing in content relatively soon and how we produce things but we wanted to do it in a way that still incorporates our lives and allowing us to evolve behind the scenes but still put out you know content that we really love for all of the listeners so Thank you for those who've reached out and who expressed an interest in listening to a new episode. We're really happy to have that available. Oh gosh. Well, so much has happened behind the scenes and we'll just talk about that as it relates to, you know, me in a moment. Um, obviously there's a lot of news as well. that's happened since we've last been on the mic. Some <laughs> happened within the last week of when, You know, when this show is set to come out, something particular in Georgia. (laughs) And, you know, Big Daddy and I, we discussed, you know, hey, are we going to talk about it or are we not going to talk about it? And, you know, it went on in our production meeting. We decided not to address the obvious. And everyone knows what I'm talking about, you know, (laughs) what happened in Georgia for 19 individuals last week. Mainly because of the fact that we wanted to leave politics out of the show. That's always been something that even though we talked about issues every now and then, we wanted to keep this a light show dealing with food and pop culture. And so that means by, you know, that what that means rather is sometimes we don't always talk about stories. And that is not just for the listeners. That's to protect our own peace. Right. Because, you know, that's important to us. So obviously, you know what we're alluding to again. So we won't talk about it except to remind people that, yo, karma is real. Karma is very real. It may take a while to get you. (laughs) But as all of us know, as the ancestors have shown us, sometimes karma is very real and it takes its time. But it's always on time. And especially as it presents itself at how karma was delivered in the case of, you know, Miss Fonnie Willis. So the only thing I can say is there are some people who are finding that also, along with karma, as our ancestors used to say, the rule of fucking around and finding out is also real. <laughs> and, and again, it may take some time, you know, you may lavish you know and luxuriate in the fucking around segment of life but eventually finding out does happen and so for those of us if you know you know There are some people right now who are discovering what happens when you find out true and it couldn't happen to better people and that's all i'm saying i hope you agree (laughs) much agree (laughs) so with that in mind Let's get started and talking about, dude, how was your week? How was your time before, (laughs) since we were last on the mic? Anything in particular you want to share? Um,
1: I actually am going to take this time to carefully speak and just say that I'm not going to lie. My heart is still hurting over a lot of things. And even though, yeah, I want to keep it light. And focus on those things I mean there have been a lot of things that have gone on not so much I mean nationally internationally but also like personally for me my family work and whatnot that have really impacted me this week but for the sake of my own you know well-being I'm just gonna let it go and just say that hey just pray for all of us um, there are a lot of things going on, but hey, you just got to keep moving and, you know, just keep smiling. So I'm pretty much, I'm okay, but I'm cool. But yeah, just keep, just keep moving on.
0: Okay. And, and that's fine. I mean, obviously we talked about how much of things we would like to share on And <laughs> So it sounds like after our production meeting, I just kind of let you figure out how you're going to put that in. That is absolutely cool how you did it. So, hey. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I guess, is it my turn?
1: Yes, very much so. How is has did your week, how did it progress?
0: Well, okay. And we say week very loosely because it's been several weeks since I've last been on the mic. Dude, so much has happened. One, and I think I should acknowledge it, although I haven't posted the photo yet because every year, I post a photo around my birthday, but I have had a birthday. (laughs) One that gets me closer to a particular number that I am not looking forward to saying aloud. It's finally getting me. But it's also been a birthday to let me know that, hey, you know, if this is the time to move forward and make things happen, it's time to do it now. Uh, Yeah, I turned the big, uh, you know, I don't really say it. You know, I haven't said it very often. Yeah. I mean, I said it to my therapist last week, which was kind of funny because we sort of laughed at it, you know. But I don't, I'm not sure if I'm in the space to share it on the podcast.
1: (laughs) And that's your progress. (laughs) Uh, 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 uh,
0: uh, uh. Let's see. I'm younger than Thor and Loki. Okay. <laughs> the actual characters, not the actors. I'm way older than them.
1: <laughs> so you're young and they what, 1,500 years old?
0: Yeah, I think Thor's 1,500 years old. See, I'm I'm young for an Asgardian. You can look at it like that. And because I'm a nerd, I can live with that.
1: <laughs> That's good to know.
0: <laughs> no, it was a delightful birthday, um, actually. Um, Big Daddy treated me to a cake and I have this wonderful gift that uh, they got me for my birthday that I can't wait to, to take advantage of. And then on that Friday, Oh God, we were supposed to have fun going to the Cubs game. (laughs) And the reason I'm laughing is that what started off as a wonderful day for my birthday. And it was, it was lovely. I slept in. I hung out with the dog. You treated me to dinner. You took me to one of my favorite places in the world where we had dinner in the stars. It was really nice. And then, because the universe likes to remind me that I'm an old-ass person, <laughs> I, I, I I can't really describe what happened. It was one of those things where I was walking, and then I felt pop, and then I kind of went down like a tree. <laughs> And I thought, oh, well, you know, I maybe I just pulled something reaching for a can or something. I mean, it's, it's nothing. But then for the next three days, I was hobbling to the point where we were going to a Cubs game that Friday. And it took me, what, 15 minutes to go down the stairs at Wrigley Field because I was in such pain. Come to find out, at first they thought that I tore my meniscus, which would have really sucked. Remember we were worried about that? And I spoke to the doctor and, and luckily they were able to rush me several days later into X rays, and then it turns out that no, it was not that, it was a strain. So yay, no tear.
1: That is that is great.
0: And then because I'm old as hell, they, they're like yeah. We also see some You know, arthritis.
1: Arthritis? That's for old people. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on. I have arthritis (laughs) in my hands.
0: And you're old. (laughs) Are you or are you not older than me?
1: (laughs) I am younger than Thor and Luffy.
0: (laughs) Well, yes. See, it's, it's, you know, it's all in how you look at it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to take my arthritis (laughs) hands and keep them to myself.
0: (laughs) So, anyway... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I have Loki on the brain because we're going to talk about him later in the podcast. He's part of one of the stories. But anyway, (laughs) I was like, I'm too young and delicate to get arthritis. And (laughs) after laughing at me profusely, she told me to get my old ass over to physical therapy and to um, see an orthopedic specialist which I'm actually seeing in another couple of weeks. So I started physical therapy, what, last week?
1: This yes. week? Monday, I believe. Yeah,
0: this past Monday. And I am paying good money to have someone beat the living snot of me one hour at a time. Seriously.
1: So you're taking boxing courses.
0: <laughs> it feels like it. They're working on my right knee and then also they were concerned about my back and from the fall. So they wanted to strengthen that in my core. So I'm doing an hour worth of workouts and physical training. And then I have home workout to do, to deal with that. So I have been hobbling around the house, like a, th- you know, one legged, a um, madman in this house, which has made walking the dog all that difficult. Cause <laughs> that's an Wants to run and play and I'm looking at him like, are you insane? I can't even go down the stairs to do laundry. (laughs) Maybe don't do that. (laughs) So it's kind of given me a sense of my own mortality, but also has made me appreciate in a lot of ways how complex the physical body is and how much we need to take care of it. So if nothing else, I've really had an eye opening experience in, you know, the need to take better care of myself. So going into my what will undoubtedly be my golden years in a <laughs> in a shorter time than I care to admit, one of my goals I made for my birthday is self-care. And so that is how I'm looking at this experience right now. I kind of wish the lesson came in a way that was less painful. But yes, that is what I've been doing. And so I've what ten, what two Physical therapy sessions? Yes. The first time I had the session, I was so tired. Um, Literally, I came home and I just like passed out. (laughs) You were worried that I wasn't going to be able to get up and do anything.
1: Now she laid down. Did you go down like face down?
0: Yeah, I think I was face down. I I remember waking up at one point and looking and both the dog and cat were looking at me. And that's when I knew that maybe I... Slept a little too hard. (laughs) Because when both pets are looking at me like, damn, is she breathing? Pets that don't normally get along with each other, but they're in unison and worrying about me. (laughs) That's what let me know that, you know, this school therapy's kicking my ass in a way I wasn't expecting. So I remember just having that happen and you coming in. And you were at work, actually. You were so worried about me. God bless you. And... I decided, okay, I'm I'm too tired to make dinner. I'm going to order dinner, and that has led.
1: She to, went to the bottom of the barrel, and the bottom of the barrel spoke back.
0: <laughs> and that has led to the third weird thing that has happened since I've been on the mic, and that is the ongoing. I, I guess you know they have all the meats, but I guess I now have a beef with the Arby's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn shame <laughs> of all places Arby's
0: I know right I know like seriously we've talked about our issues with Arby's
1: on the show yeah we've clowned <laughs> Arby's pretty pretty thoroughly
0: and and let me just say if you're a fan of Arby's I, I apologize for what I'm about to say okay I don't because <laughs> Arby's in my mind I mean how did how did you how did you define it like we were talking about something that was like Pizza, it was, it's functional food.
1: Yes, I have <laughs> thing about functional food, and Arby's is pretty much where you go. Where <laughs> you know, where if you're, you know, you passed up the McDonald's, the Burger King, the Wendy's, the Subway. Ooh, like you, you basically find all the good fast food restaurants, and
0: and then you're to the point where you're like, all right, I, I, I'm hungry. I guess we'll stop at Arby's.
1: Yeah, you pretty much don't so much choose Arby's. It's just okay if Arby's is around. It's there. Yeah.
0: You know, I I don't know how it is where you live. The Arby's where we live, the parking lots are never full. There's never a line of people at Arby's. It's just kind of, hey, you know what? I'm hungry. It's perfectly acceptable. You know, it's kind of like the Mike Pence of food.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like the Goober will illustrate. (laughs) If you go past an Arby's and you see a big line of people like either in a drive-thru or going through the store, either somebody's selling something that they shouldn't or, you know, there's somebody very famous there. Other than that, I don't trust it.
0: Have you ever thought heard of anyone famous going to Arby's? I mean, it's Arby's.
1: Or Bing Rames. I don't think he actually goes to Arby's. He just... He gets paid to, you know... He gets paid to talk about Arby's. I think he does the commercials from, like, you know, Wendy's or something.
0: (laughs) So here's the thing... I came home. It was a Monday. I was exhausted because I also had a full week of just craziness at work. Oh, my God. Just crazy, crazy, crazy. And then I did an hour of physical therapy. And then I made my way home in traffic. And then I crashed on the couch and looked like I might have just, you know, flipped all the hell out, (laughs) freaked out my pets. So it was already late. And I couldn't. Think about what to make you for dinner because you're working. So finally, like, you know what? I'm just going to get a burger. And I was going through all the burgers and fries on DoorDash and stuff. And I felt really bad anyway because I had this healthy physical therapy session and now I'm going to eat something not so healthy. But I thought, okay, you know what? There's all these choices, man. All these burgers, like, you know, what type of burger and what topping you want on it. And I thought, I just need something that's just basic, right? Because I'm still exhausted and I'm barely able to keep my eyes open because I'm hurting in places that I never knew existed on me. Seriously. (laughs) Several days later, I still feel it. (laughs) In places that as I wash up for the day and go to bed, you know, my body's like, what? The living snotting hell. (laughs) So I thought, what is one thing? that there's not a lot of alterations that are available that you know what you're getting and just basic. And I thought, okay, I'm going to break down and order Arby's. So I placed an order for two of the Wagyu burgers and then two of the fries, the curly fries, and just call it a night, right? Two Arby's Wagyu burgers, two fries. Simple, right? Very simple. And I just figured, okay, I got a large order of the fries each. And I had it or set to deliver. About 20 minutes into it, right, I get this call from DoorDash. Hi, this is Blink. I'm going to not name his name. Although you know who you are and you are really fabulous if you recognize the story. Thank you, Blink. <laughs> but I want to get him in trouble because I am going to name this, the person or a beast that he spoke to. <laughs> I'm gonna name you, lady. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm here at Arby's, and they're refusing to make your sandwich. What? Yeah, they refuse to make your order.
1: <laughs> well, you know, Arby's blacklist.
0: I know. I'm like, the fuck. Like, I broke down an order from Arby's. Damn it! It's not like I automatically cheese you. I just thought I'd give you a chance. How do you refuse to make a order? And it's not like I ordered something really outrageous. It was literally their Wagyu cheeseburger and some fries. Is there a reason why? Well, they said that their system never got the order. Although I checked my phone, and the phone, when you order from DoorDash, it always confirms whether or not they got it. Yeah. So the confirmation withdrew. And it said, yeah, well, you know, the system never came up. And instead of doing like what most companies do, where it's like, hey, we'll call the customer right say hey there's a glitch in the system do you still want us to make your sandwich and then they go and deal with doordash and doordash pays them because they are have the records that the money has changed hands right yes no he gets there and they're like yeah and they're like you want to call doordash and just verify it? no we're just not gonna make the burger.
1: He's not gonna make the sandwich.
0: Yeah, they refuse. His words were, "They refuse to do the order." (laughs) So I'm like, "Let me get this right, cause I'm tired and half asleep." So you're saying is what you're saying is, you came to pick said order up, the order that I had the confirmation, the order they already paid for. They just flat out refused to make it, and he said, "That's correct." And in the background, I hear the lady behind the counter. She goes, yes, that is correct. I'm like, ain't that a bitch? I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And he said, well, you need to cancel the order. Because I don't know what to do. They're not going to make it. So I go to my phone. I'm like, okay, okay, I guess cancel. And I get a warning message from DoorDash. They already got the order and the money. And if you cancel it, you're not going to get a refund. And I'm like, the devil's a lie. <laughs> so I tell him what the Doordash says. Oh, well, ma'am, I don't know what to do. And, he, and I said, what is the person's name? He said, Samantha. <laughs> so Samantha says very clearly in the phone, in the background. Oh, we not going to make the order. I'm sorry. We're, we're just, we just refuse. Okay, well, what am I supposed to do with the money? That's not our problem so i get on doordash and i try to get there of i'm like blank the doordasher can you hang on for just a second and give me an opportunity to reach out to doordash about this because i don't i want him to get paid too right yes i don't want him to be screwed over so i go on doordash and at first you get, their bots now. It used to be when you go on, there's like a human being, but now there's a bot. So <clears throat> it asks, what's your problem? And I tell them, and I still get the same message. And it asks, what's your problem is again? And, and he's like, did this resolve it? Like, no, it didn't. So he said, in your own words, can you tell me? So if you ever have that happen, the solution to get to a human being, apparently, is to cuss t- cuss the bot. <laughs> Because I basically said the equivalent of, y'all going to give me my fucking money. Can you explain what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> the bots like, hold, let me get a person. And no less than one second later, I timed it. There was a person who got on the line with me. <laughs> so if you ever want to get through to actually actual human and forego the bots, just swear. You don't like it.
1: <laughs> so basically making idle threats and or... <laughs> You'd be like, you can not give me my money.
0: <laughs> it's like, I had to, I have time today.
1: <laughs> All of a sudden, DoorDash is like, hey, baby, baby, we got your money.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I spoke to the person, and the person at DoorDash had the same response. What do you mean they just refused to make it? I mean, he's in there right now. How do you know that, ma'am? Because I heard her tell him over the phone to me that they refused to make my order <laughs> now somebody's gonna make me some burgers and fries or I'm gonna get some money back <laughs> oh well and then he didn't believe me so then he calls he's like hold on I'm gonna call them so <laughs> next thing I know he pops back about two minutes later yeah they said they just flat out refused to make it like there was no other options yeah so i'm like what are we gonna do about that (laughs) he's like i'm gonna cancel your order
1: (laughs) and your money was refunded correctly
0: yes thank you 45 minutes later (laughs) and one big yeah
1: one big come get this i'm gonna come get you
0: big daddy comes in and now i have to be ashamed of myself and let him know that not only did i in a moment of extra strength (laughs) <laughs> arthritis-induced coma. <laughs> that in my drug-induced state, I ordered of all things, I broke down and ordered Arby's. But then to add insult to injuries,
1: Arby's refused to serve us. <laughs> so maybe they found that you were the gourmet Googler.
0: <laughs> maybe and Sam got all
1: in her feelings.
0: <laughs> you looked at me like, what? Okay, break this down for me. One, you ordered you, of all people, ordered Arby's. And then when it came time for Arby's to deliver, they just flat out refused to help you. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. <laughs> and after laughing at me for 10 minutes after that, because <laughs> he did, he would leave and go to his office, and then Big Daddy would come back and laugh. That, that, that.
1: Yeah, because it was a good. That it was, my feelings. <laughs> it was a very good running joke. I will say that. Because I'm like, that's the first time I ever just say, I've ever heard somebody say, no, we we refuse to make your food. And like we said, we made the joke that, yeah, like we've been to like hood, you know, KFCs and Popeyes where they're like, okay. You know, when you like make the order at like half an hour or 20 minutes before it closes. And they're like, well, we don't have this or we're, we're basically closed up in the night. And we, we kind of understand that.
0: Yeah, I completely understand that. Because, look, they don't get paid to stay at 9-on-1. Right. Their shift ends at 9.
1: <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're going to stop taking orders at, you know, 830. We get that. But at the same time, when you just say it straight up, say, like, so about this order, we refuse to make it. I'm like, you do know you are Arby's, right?
0: Exactly. I'm like, you, you are aware that you are in Arby's, right?
1: <laughs> right. You know, allegedly, you have... <laughs> The meats.
0: I mean, there are other choices out there. We chose, like, I broke down and specifically thought, okay, if our own things, you know, it's adequate, it'll, it'll, it'll do.
1: It's functional.
0: It's functional food. <laughs> and then after all of that, they just flat out refuse to make it. So yeah, I have an issue with our business. Now.
1: Yeah. So to so the Arby's that specifically decided that they, they just weren't going to make our food, let this be the dedication to you that <laughs> we, we heard you.
0: Look, we're not the only people who have problems with Arby's. Like, seriously, Jon Stewart for years when he was host of The Daily Show, trolled the fuck out of Arby's. But I'm sure if he walked into an Arby's or ordered it on DoorDash, they would make his order. Actually, now I don't really know
1: that. <laughs> yeah, we don't know that.
0: Maybe he's on a do-not-serve list like me, apparently.
1: Yeah, but by the same token, Jon Stewart also has a problem with Chicago deep-dish pizza, so.
0: Yeah, uh, well, there's that.
1: <laughs> and they he's still not serve perfect. him.
0: That's true. I'm pretty sure if he walked into Lou Malnati's, he would actually get the money. He would give him the money and get the food.
1: <laughs> true. But, but yeah, yeah, Arby's.
0: They don't have meats for me?
1: They don't have a service either. So thank you, Sam, for letting us know.
0: Yes, Samantha. <laughs> and yes, I am using your name, Samantha. Girl, you know what you did. <laughs> it was just a response of the person I talked to, DoorDash. He's, he was like, I'm dumbfounded. Yeah. So they said they flat out refused it. <laughs> they should have contacted us or should have just contacted you. We give the info. No. Nah. No, they just like no, we do. we're good. <laughs> so <bad> note. <laughs> that note—that was how my week
1: went. <laughs> Lots
0: of physical therapy, no RBs. I'm paying good money to get beat up.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I may be exceptionally old, and apparently, it took me a hell of a long time to get through Wrigley Wrigley Field. <laughs> yeah, and that's about it. <laughs>
1: Good to know. <laughs> Scary.
0: So on that note, is there anything else you want to add? Do you want to make fun of me again about what happened with Arby's? Or?
1: No, I pretty much, I, I I know that you were in pain, so I'm not going to advance that or make, you know, tease you because you were in pain.
0: Well, I tell you what, that note, why don't we take a moment to take a break? <laughs> That'll also give me an opportunity to extract the sleeping, gassy, snoring dog that's currently on my feet. And when we come back, we will share three stories that cross the intersection of food and pop culture, including one that holds um, the secret behind Loki and McDonald's. So you're listening to the Gourmet Dover podcast. We will be right back. Hey guys, this is JJ Outlaw.
1: And T Outlaw.
0: And we're the co-hosts with the Gourmet Goober podcast with a very important question.
1: Are you a little gourmet or a lot of wretched?
0: <laughs> or maybe you consider yourself gumbo-worthy. Hey, if the answer is yes to any of those questions, then you need to tell the world with your very own Goober swag. From mugs and aprons to t-shirts and sweatshirts, it's the perfect way to show your love for the Gourmet Goober podcast and you know help us keep the lights on in the process <laughs> so if you are a little bit gourmet and a lot ratchet head on over to gooperswag.com that's gooperswag.com and get your very own goober gear today tell him big Daddy sent you
1: that's right tell him <music>
0: everyone this is jj outlaw Outlaw, and we are back with a new episode of the gourmet goober podcast segment that we call what's eating us that's the part of the show where we share three stories that cross the intersection between food and pop culture and i'm hoping that these three stories will entertain you guys as much as it did us i admit they're all over the place so there's no theme but nevertheless (laughs) we in their production meeting, they were just so crazy we got to share them. Or at least two of the three. One, we'll, we'll go in a deep dive in in a moment, Big Daddy was not so happy to talk about. And two, I pointed out that there are other things besides this gentleman from Marvel <laughs> that being featured. <laughs> so let's start with number one, where we talk about a new drop from, of all um, manufacturers, Eagle Waffles. So when you think of Eggos, Big Daddy, what do you think of?
1: I think of special waffles and all the different things that we have done with those waffles.
0: Okay. That and could've...
1: the times of night we've had those waffles.
0: Okay. That kind of almost makes it sound dirty.
1: <laughs> it's not dirty. I don't recall anything <laughs> dirty with there.
0: waffles. He's talking about late night chicken and waffles when we're too lazy to make the waffles. Okay. In case you're wondering. <laughs>
1: Males waffles were good, especially in the middle of the night in college and, like, you know, when you were a young adult.
0: Stop. Stop. You said you didn't have midnight waffles. Because I happen to know you don't like eating breakfast food any other time but breakfast. So now you're confessing that you've had late-night waffles.
1: I mean, okay, yes. Uh? In my life, I've had late-night waffles. I didn't see... Because I'm very stringent about like when I like have my breakfast.
0: Which I don't understand. It's food. You should be able to eat it any time of the day. Like breakfast for dinner messes up Big Daddy more than you could ever imagine. You don't understand the concept.
1: I have to understand the concept. <laughs> I'm used to like at a certain point there's <laughs> breakfast and there's dinner. But you eat cereal any
0: meet. time of the day. I've seen you do it. Yes. So do you not count cereal as breakfast food?
1: Well, because of my my work schedule, now that, yes, I eat late night, very, very late night cereal. Because generally, like, I don't wake up till 10 or 11 in the morning. So as such, I guess I'm going to have to eat this cereal at, like, you know, 2, 3 in the morning.
0: Well, anyway, going
1: ahead. Because to- it's still the AM.
0: <laughs> we will talk about this later. Although, wait, before I continue. Yes. Did you ever... So was I the one to introduce you to chicken and waffles?
1: Yes, I think you were.
0: So you've never had chicken and waffles before me,
1: really? Okay. When did do? Okay, let me run this back for a second. When was the first time you remember giving me chicken and waffles?
0: I think it's when I made my cousin Vernis chicken and waffles years ago. Like, weren't we still living in Westmont? Because it was one of the first times I made my buttermilk fried chicken
1: for you. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yes, that would probably be the first time I had chicken and waffles.
0: Okay, so do you count chicken and waffles as breakfast or dinner? Because you've had chicken and waffles for dinner.
1: I have. And they are waffles. They are waffles. And yes, I have broken the the barricade of, <laughs> you know, the chicken, you know, like the breakfast for dinner. <laughs> yes, chicken and waffles, for some reason, basically messed with me so much that yes, I eat chicken and waffles for dinner. <laughs> Well,
0: while you're dealing with that issue, okay, Ego has just dropped something that I think that will totally screw you up even more. So just to give you a little bit of history, last year, Ego Waffles and a company called Sugarland Distilling Company out of Tennessee, they collaborated on what was an adult-only cream liqueur called Ego Nog. I know that sounds gross. So at the time they put it out, it was supposed to be like a seasonal drink. And it was a cinnamon and nutmeg spice drink inspired by the holiday season. So basically, after you put the kids to bed, maybe you're a little hungover. <laughs> maybe you want a hair of a dog. <laughs> you hook yourself up with some Eggo waffles and you have this. So apparently it was so popular that a year later, the two companies have teamed up again on a new release that's coming out this August that is called a sipping cream.
1: <laughs> a sipping cream.
0: A sipping cream. Okay. And it's inspired by some classic brunch menu. It is the new cream liqueur is called Ego Brunch in a jar. Okay. And it combines the flavors, reportedly buttered and toasted ego waffles, bacon slices, and a drizzle of maple syrup. Interesting. <laughs> now they put out a statement and they said, between the juggle of constantly sch- changing schedules, household errands, family outings, or busy work days, it can seem impossible for parents to find moments they can savor from themselves. And this came from their marketing director recently. So echo brunch in a jar makes it easy for parents to kick back when they're not caring for their little ones. So whether parents want to punch up a weekend brunch or savor some of those classic brunch flavors during their downtime, this feel-good Eggo-inspired liqueur is the perfect treat. Okay. Just so you know, buddy. buddy. Mr. Barking person, I think his name is Joe Boprez. More than parents eat Eggo waffles, okay? Single folk eats Eggo waffles, too. So I'm thinking that as someone who works in marketing and public relations in her day life, Maybe not make it so parent focus your statement and just go with general adults.
1: No, this is basically the bad mom's, like, you know, dream breakfast, late night snack, whatever.
0: But we're childless, and you know what? We have changing schedules, household errands, and busy work days. So does that imply that we too, well, I can't because I can't drink alcohol, it'll kill me. Yep. But does that? <laughs> Does that mean that you, Big Daddy, cannot indulge in this drink? No. I'm just saying maybe he should have thought that safe out a little more.
1: No, he knows where his marketing <laughs> was, but at the same time, yes, very much more than just like, you know, bad moms and you know, boozy, you know, country club chicks, you know, with you know, gulp this down.
0: So as of this week, just so you know, they actually have it out at retailers throughout the country. You can actually buy it online in several states. In fact, I will put the link to it in our show notes. It's important to also know that this drink is 20% alcohol by volume.
1: Perfect for them.
0: Yes. So this is not a lightweight drink, okay? (laughs) If you want to get your sip on in the sipping cream, just know that you will get effed
1: up. This sounds like something that Southern Comfort should have dropped
0: exactly so my question is would you try it
1: would I try it yeah yeah I'm I'm open to this you know once or twice I mean I'm not gonna you know like fully endorse it yet without trying it because this seems like it's a very very busy like little concoction but what? by the same token I I feel comfortable at least trying it once because you know I even though I'm either i like my my alcohol sweet or savory but they're both i'm open to trying i think intrigued by the the creaminess of this uh, this drink
0: well just so you know the team at com they actually got their hands on a jar of this stuff okay. uh, the ego brunch in a jar and so they recently put out a couple days ago as of this recording A kind of a, we tried that, the Bregos, I'm sorry, the Ego brunch in a jar sipping cream. Now, according to them, when you open the jar, it smelled a lot like maple syrup. And (laughs) the sugary sweetness was already a prominent role and it kind of hits you first thing. It has the similar consistency to eggnog. So it's still that thick, you know, texture that you would want.
1: This sounds like my sister's favorite so far.
0: After the first tip, the person said, he, I wanted to taste a bit of the butter flavor, if though I consumed a big plate of waffles smothered in syrup and washed down in Kahlua. But over well, simply sipping the sugar liqueur is a bit much for me. And the overwhelming flavor of it was maple syrup. Okay. Now, they also came up with an idea to add it to coffee. Which I can see that, so almost make a cocktail like add it into espresso and things like that, but they definitely let you know that it is definitely on the sweet side.
1: So it's basically like eggnoggy bite, like Bailey's Irish cream, like in a mix,
0: right? Okay. Only instead of Irish cream, it's definitely maple syrup.
1: Yeah, I can see that.
0: I'm just trying to imagine adding that to a coffee but you know what that does come up with an idea and ego, if you use this i want credit because you know how okay there is a bailey irish cream obviously they can get but then there's the non-alcoholic bailey irish cream creamer that's out there that my dad totally loves right
1: when it's the baileys that your dad drinks is non-alcoholic
0: the stuff that comes from the grocery store yeah Yeah, there's no alcohol in that. I drink that. It's just a flavor.
1: Okay, things you learn. I thought there was like a little pinch.
0: No, no, no. That's not non alcoholic.
1: Okay, that basically just ruined my whole, you know, feeling for Bailey's Irish Cream.
0: Well, you can get Bailey's Irish Cream that's alcoholic. Yeah. But the creamer is non alcoholic. Just like there's a a Kahlua flavored creamer that has no alcohol in it, but it has the flavor of Kahlua.
1: Oh, no, no. I want, I want the alcohol. I want, you know,
0: what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to say for those of us who can't drink it. Okay. <laughs> to come out with a version of this, but as a non-alcoholic creamer. I think people would try that. It would be like the same people, hear me out. The same people that, you know, that like the Joe soda that purchases like the Thanksgiving meal in a soda. It'd be kind of like that, had a creamer.
1: Let's not use that example. It just, that just okay. now horrifies me. <laughs> anyway, I've showed
0: that to you before, right?
1: <laughs> you did. And it horrifies me.
0: Have I tried it? No. No. But like they said, this would be really good in coffee. So to turn this into a non-alcoholic creamer, Okay, think about it, it would open up and you could sell it in grocery stores and other places. You know, kind of explore that.
1: Okay. I will, I will for this, I will... I would say that, yes, if it tastes good, then, yeah, I fully endorse your idea, you know, to open it up to everybody and, yeah, bring down the alcohol content to a non-alcoholic drink or creamer.
0: Because, like, if you think about it, what other drinks could Ego make next? I personally think chicken and waffles is the next frontier. I really do. I can see them vanilla chicken and waffle drink.
1: Yeah, I'm- I'm concerned about how the chicken part <laughs> is going to convey.
0: Well, no, because this supposedly has bacon, right? But it's subtle enough that the, you know, the maple syrup kind of tops it, and I imagine that's how the chicken would be too.
1: Hmm. I mean, you can fake a bacon smell, at least a little bit. I mean, you can't fake bacon, <laughs> turkey, soy. <laughs> But
0: he has issues with that.
1: I do, but no, like I, I I wonder how, and like I said, you know, there are people out there who have made miracles out of you know a lot of different things. But I would wonder if that would work. But if it, if it did, yes, I would try.
0: Well, I think in a world where things such as mustard skittles and chardonnay infused crackers actually exist, I think. You know, brunch in a jar is not the weirdest thing that you could find in the store right now.
1: Yo, you just went to the crappy side of the board. Those examples weren't great.
0: <laughs> they
1: weren't bright, but they do exist. Yes, they do.
0: They actually are, for example, club mini crackers that taste like Chardonnay that are infused with the wine.
1: I'm shaking the Pepto bottle <laughs> now.
0: And the mustard Skittles. So hey. All things feed equal? If I could, if you give the choices of those three, yeah, I I guess I would hit up the <laughs> French head jar. So I tell you what, if you guys want to try your own, right now it's on sale. You can get it in most liquor stores and in some parts of the country. Again, you should be able to get it through a website and I will put that link in the notes. And if you guys do try it, let us know how you like it. Give us a heads up on what it tastes like. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> So our second story, moving along, and there's no way to transition between that and this.
1: <laughs> just got to slide into it.
0: You just got to do it. And first of all, before we go any further, Big Daddy, are are you okay with this?
1: I guess I have to be.
0: And the reason why is, I think we should address it. Big Daddy has a thing against Tom Hiddleston. And I don't understand why. He He's not a fan of Loki. He knows I'm a huge Loki fan. I'm looking forward to the new Loki television show that will debut in October. I'm counting down the moments to seeing it. I actually have a little Loki that I keep in my purse.
1: <laughs> that that I gave you.
0: <laughs> so let me just say this next story presenting with Big Daddy under duress because he is not as happy about it. But but it features other things. And that is, and you guys have probably seen the commercial that launched last week as of this recording that McDonald's and Marvel are joining forces for a new meal is called the S featured meal. And it kind of honors McDonald's long appearances over their history and movie and television shows. It debuted, I believe on, I want to say the 18th is when they rolled out the actual commercial campaign. Don't, don't quote me on that. I can look that up, but basically it was this really sweet, almost minute commercial that they put on social media where they showed McDonald's appearances and everything from Blank Man, that comedy classic with Damon Wayne's as the world's probably most inept superhero. Yes. <laughs> to Big Daddy's all-time favorite, the McDowells, <laughs> from Coming to America.
1: See, they're McDonald's. We're mcdowell's yes that's my favorite i'm not gonna since i don't want to pay money that was a paramount
0: you know what i don't know if they'll actually charge you for that because big daddy has that memorized
1: no i don't like, not we well
0: get, <laughs> we get to the part of coming to america okay and coming to america in our house is one of those things that it's like you could be like making dinner and cleaning you know cleaning the house Suddenly you see it on, you're like, oh, we got to stop everything and watch.
1: Yes, because the Zemunda was the predecessor to Wakanda. <laughs>
0: exactly. So Big Daddy has a, a sincere love of coming to America and that section where <laughs> he introduced the concept. Of what makes McDowell's different from McDonald's? You know how they have two beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese. We have two beef patties. What
1: well, there's no sesame seeds. There are no buns. I mean, there's no no seeds on the buns. And it's a
0: Thousand Island dressing.
1: Hey, hey. <laughs> we ain't going to give away, you know, McDonald's secrets yet. They have <laughs> special sauce. We have Thousand Island dressing.
0: Which is the special sauce.
1: <laughs> Once again, I'm not having McDonald's sue me. But yes.
0: So anyway, if you haven't seen the commercial yet, the commercial is really, really cute.
1: Also by McDowell's, their milkshake machine works.
0: (laughs) Why, that is true. And in my imagination, all the McDowell's steak machine works. Yes. And actually, we can find this out for certain because every year, the Wiener Circle turns themselves into the McDowell's for Halloween. And do the Wiener Circle serve milkshakes?
1: Depends. The milkshake.
0: Oh, oh, God. I'm so sorry. I thought about that. Let's not talk about that. Please don't Google milkshake and wiener Circle. I forgot about that.
1: Moving forward.
0: (laughs) Moving forward. (laughs) So anyway, they have a new campaign called the As Featured Mill. And it includes an assortment of McDonald's items that have made appearances throughout their storied history in film, television, and music for decades. And topping it off, they have... Something that's available now in more than a 100 com- countries, so it's a huge rollout. The in meal includes your choice of a 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, a quarter pounder with cheese, a big rack.
1: A big sandwich. rack?
0: Sorry, big Mac sandwich. A big rack, that would be kind of a interesting sandwich. You know, it's kind of like the rack of, like you see in the Flintstones? Yeah. That would be a big rack.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like doing I am gonna have to come up with this sandwich now. I feel like it's the it's the follow-up to the McRib. <laughs> the Big Rack.
0: Yeah, especially since there's no bit more Big Rib
1: that Again, we know of.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> so the Big Mac sandwich paired with medium fries, a medium soft drink, and if you get the chicken McNuggets, they have a special sweet and sour sauce. Now it's not your own Regular Sweet and Sour, it's one that's branded with the second season of the Marvel's television show, Loki. And, get this, if you get the Sweet and Sour Sauce, there's a surprise on the Sweet and Sour Sauce, right? A
1: surprise?
0: So, when you get the Sweet and Sour Sauce, it has, like, a special QR code on the lid, and if you scan it with your phone, that gives you... Um, special Marvel Studios content for McDonald's customers who get it. And there's new content that'll be produced every week. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Now I bet you're probably wondering why the hell of all things are they partnering up with the director of Loki? Well, the producer, Loki producer, Kevin Wright, recently had an interview with the magazine Fast Company, and he explained why they decided to do the partnership. So what happened was, on the last day of filming the series' first season, they went to actress Sophie Martino, who plays the character Sylvie on the show. And they asked the actress behind the character, Hey, you know, you, you just killed he who remains, you know, the big bad. You spend your whole life chasing this guy so you can take him out for his revenge for, you know, screwing up your childhood. What do you think she would do next? And her response was, well, she might be really hungry. This character has been, she said that this character has been on a decades long, maybe centuries long revenge mission. And the classic trope of these stories is it's all consuming and she's not really thinking about what's coming next. So it's kind of like the Prince's Bride when, hey, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed
1: killed killed my my father father
0: prepared. prepared to die. So he kills the guy who kills his father. Yes. What the hell do you do next, right?
1: I'm well- <laughs> going to Disney World.
0: <laughs> well, in her case, Sylvie explaining how McDonald's fits the Tory because she's been chasing this man since she was a child. So she's never had an opportunity to have a happy childhood. And so going to McDonald's seems like a fun thing to do. And our dog is barking right now. Hopefully we can cut this out of-
1: Braxton, what are you barking at?
0: We're going to take a quick moment because he's barking. We will be right back. So, (laughs) we experienced what would be a break in our recording while we take care of our doggy producer. So, where was I? I was explaining why. (laughs) Basically, she chose to walk into McDonald's and not just any McDonald's. Um, So, if you see the set... And the scenes that are coming out of Loki in the previews, it's specifically a 1980s McDonald's. Because remember, she could go to any decade, any universe, any McDonald's. She chose one set in the 80s because of the nostalgia of it. So, you know, the whole idea of how we saw McDonald's back then, you play a Little League game, you go to McDonald's. You want to have a kid's party, you go to McDonald's. And she's never experienced that. So that's kind of like her happy place. And as we see at the end of the commercial, when Loki is reunited with Sylvie, she's working behind the counter at a McDonald's.
1: But is she working next to Calvin? Because, you know, Calvin <laughs> is very proud of his position at McDonald's. And well, at that paycheck. is true. <laughs> very proud of that paycheck. <laughs>
0: You know what, Calvin worked hard for that damn paycheck.
1: Yes, he did. He
0: is lifting up the community. They were fip- thumping him on his way to work. And if y'all don't know who Calvin is, y'all can't be our friend. You're not old enough. To
1: be our yeah, it's a different type of culture. <laughs> different multiverse.
0: I can't believe you brought out Calvin.
1: Well, Dave Chappelle did <laughs> <laughs> at one point. But yes, Ooh. Calvin could have been working next to Sylvie.
0: Calvin. Y'all, I see a lot of Calvin in that paycheck at McDonald's. But you know what? I'm not hating on him because Calvin is making his way.
1: Yes, he is.
0: And Calvin may be an owner of McDonald's today, you don't know? No
1: you know what? I never thought about that.
0: Calvin could have worked his way up from where he was back in the day in that commercial. And now he holds a whole slew of McDonald's.
1: Or else he's the new Mayor of McCheese.
0: <laughs> Why'd you have to do that? <laughs> Uh, do we explain Calvin or You know what I'm just going to put a link To the Calvin commercial in the show notes so We're just going to keep going Gotcha <laughs> So anyway <laughs> What do you think of the promotion I I, I actually like the idea Although They missed out on a chance To like I mean let, let me change it A different way I hope that this is not their only marketing thing that they have tied in to the S Feature meal because I think it's, there's so much more opportunities to do like marketing tied to like other movie and television shows. Like, come on. They should change all the names of the Big Mac or not the quarter pounder and cheese to the Lay Royale cheese.
1: Yes. They um... could
0: put out their own big kahuna burger. There's so many things they could do with this.
1: You know, you just gave Arby's like ammunition to come out with their own, like, you know,
0: <laughs> Royale. Oh, their my own, God. Their own, like, you know,
1: big kahuna.
0: <laughs> would you eat it?
1: That would require me to go to Arby's to do it. <laughs> but yes, I will admit, I don't know why they <laughs> want to do this with Loki, but, you know, they could have had, like, you know, Ant-Man Quantumania, you know.
0: But McDonald's isn't in that. He didn't go to McDonald's. Sophie Suf, specifically chose to go to McDonald's and work at McDonald's.
1: That's her problem. <laughs> you yeah. just
0: don't like Loki.
1: Yes, you could have done this with many other like pro- <laughs> you see, you remember when like, because even though I didn't really watch the episodes, mm-hmm. you know like when they did uh, uh, what was it, WandaVision?
0: Right.
1: You know, when they were going through the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, and the 80s during the 80s They could have gone to McDonald's with them kids. (laughs) They could have got them like a couple of like, you know, burgers and Happy Meals.
0: So your problem isn't the Marvel connection. Your problem is the Loki connection.
1: Yeah. You could have had like a, you know, a Doctor Strange meal. (laughs) All kind of like, you know, wizardry in the bag. No, (laughs) we got to stick with Loki's little funky ass.
0: He's jealous that I think that Tom Hiddleston is adorable.
1: Out of all the characters in the Marvel universe, this is the actor and this is the character that you find the most amusing and entra- enchanting. Yeah, enchanting. Yeah,
0: it's the English
1: accent. It's the devilish smirk. Wait a minute. It's like the one world. third of all the characters, you know, of actors that in Marvel, <laughs> Marvel movies
0: are have English. English accents, but they don't use them. Wait a minute. Which is
1: his? You could have had like what was it, Heimdall? <laughs> with Edith Elba doing it, you know, even though me and you just don't have that relationship. I'm looking ahead like, well, let me see. In WandaVision, was Vision not an English actor? Yes, but he
0: doesn't use his English
1: accent. That's his problem. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's so many different women. You had Jonathan Major, okay, maybe we, we ain't gonna get Jonathan Major's involved yet, but at the same time, yes. Johnson Majors is in English. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I got crossed up. I apologize. I'm still on the Ant-Man thing.
0: But isn't, okay, now I can't think of his name. Wong. Wong is English.
1: Okay. Did I know that, is, but yes. But Wong very not- much a Wongers meal. I endorse a Wongers meal.
0: Okay, you know what? I will agree with you. Yes. There needs to be a Wongers meal.
1: (laughs) There absolutely has to be a Wongers meal.
0: Why? Even if it's not
1: McDonald's, it has to be a Wongers meal. best
0: character in all of Marvel?
1: Okay, pretty much (laughs) if you are McDonald's or even if you are not McDonald's, I need for you to go to the Marvel people and say, listen, I need Wongers and, uh, what was it on Ant-Man? What's, uh... Luis. Scott's a cook. Luis? Yeah, Luis. Yes, we need a Wongers and Luis meal. <laughs> what this would be in the Wong
0: to- meal? Because the only thing we know is Wong likes liquor. But I've actually never seen him eat any food.
1: I feel I have seen Wongers go somewhere and eat, but I can't think of where. Wong work on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what would be in the Luis meal and don't say anything stereotypical?
1: Okay, you pretty much just cut me out of this. Yes. Now I we didn't... need something. We need something like, you know, because one of the things I like about Luis is that when Luis explains the story, Luis tells the story of everything and he explains it very fast, but very slow because he goes on so many different tangents. So I need something like, you, you know,
0: know what? Luis is okay. Luis needs to have a shake. And here's why. Cause I don't know if you remember. From the original Ant-Man, where, for what got Luis in jail was that he stole, like, a steak machine.
1: Okay, I didn't know that, but yes. Yes. Now, now <laughs> I, I, <very> much, <laughs> I am putting together this, this marketing campaign for you. Now McDonald's can get their shake machines to work. Damn it, I think we got an idea here. Let's put this together. I know we were, like, way off tangent with whatever story we were working on. <laughs> But yes, I oh, I'm much... sorry.
0: I'm sorry. He stole two smoothie machines.
1: Two smoothie machines. Smoothie King. Come yes. get it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> TCBY. Come on now. Come. Get, come get this money.
0: He was arrested and sent to San Quentin after stealing two smoothie machines. There we go. See, I, I agree with you. That would make a really great Louise Mill. <laughs> a smoothie. A smoothie. Michael Pena, if you're listening to us, you need to get in on that murky. <laughs> Maybe we could come up with something with Shang-Chi. I mean, there's a whole line of people. See, if if Loki does well, it opens it up for everyone.
1: That still requires me to like this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on every other Marvel character but this one. See, we could have had us a big old Thor meal, but no. <laughs> we had to wait for this clown.
0: Thor Mill could have pancakes because of Thor Love and Thunder in the end where he served pancakes. Yes. See, there's a whole marketing thing that we could do. So, if you would like to try it, you can go to McDonald's and check out the Loki Mill that's coming up now. (laughs) It's important to note that... (laughs) Sorry. You got me laughing about (laughs) doing Louise in the smoothie. Anyway... Just know that apparently you can only get the sweet and sour sauce for Loki if you get the chicken nuggets. So keep that in mind.
1: Hey, Wongers, do you like chicken nuggets? (laughs) I'm just asking for a friend. I'm sorry. Continue.
0: Benedict Wong, if you're listening to me, we will we will do anything to have you on the show. We think that you are the best person in all of Marvel. Seriously. You're the glue that kills the Marvel Universe together. Even Big Daddy is a fan ever since you deuced out in Infinity War. When you checked out the fight, he's like, y'all got this. I got to go protect the sanctum, peace.
1: Longest knew where he needed to be.
0: And Big Daddy's like, that's my guy.
1: (laughs) He knew when to fight.
0: (laughs) So now that we've had a laugh about that, let us close out this segment which perhaps the strangest thing to ever come out of Indiana. And that's saying something.
1: <laughs> one of the yeah. weirdest
0: things ever.
1: But it's not Florida.
0: Let let us let us first start by saying that for good or for bad, Big Daddy and I are native Hoosiers. So when we say that this is one of the weirdest things that we come out of our place, we mean that. And we say it with love. <laughs> So, there is a place in Indiana for those who are uninitiated that is known as Santa Claus, Indiana. Yes, Santa Claus, Indiana, if you're not aware, is an actual place.
1: It's the home of Jake Cutler, former NFL quarterback.
0: Which I didn't know until we started our production meetings, which makes it all the more weird, in my opinion. It doesn't actually improve it at any point. It just makes it weird. So Santa Claus, Indiana, besides having the name and having everything that you can imagine assigned to Santa Claus, Indiana, including the fact that this is true. They used to send, I don't know if they still do this, but like when I was a kid, like if you wrote letters to Santa, sometimes it would be sent to Santa Claus, Indiana. And they would have like people respond back to the kids in kind and they would even have a stamp. I know because one of my classmates did this. Cause I don't know. They were just too dumb not to know that you can't just write Santa Claus on a and put a stamp on something and it gets to somebody and needs an address or something.
1: Now I'm horrified by the responses in which the people from Santa Claus, Indiana sent them.
0: No, it was like a basic one, but the reason why you did it is that they used to stamp the letters coming back that said from Santa Claus. Okay. Like Santa Claus, Indiana. That was like a whole thing. Okay. So one of the things that they have. Is well, they changed the name when I was a kid. It used to be called Santa Claus World. At some point, they changed it to Holiday World.
1: Holiday World,
0: Holiday World, and Splash and Safari. Now, this is a theme park that is nearly eighty years old, and it's actually, by some accounts, is credited as America's first theme park. So, I do want to give credit as credit to. Students, okay, that said. It's a place, as you can imagine, that celebrates America's biggest holidays. So there's like a Fourth of July section. There's a holiday w- Halloween World, rather. There's a Thanksgiving World, and of course, there's. I think they used to call it Christmas Town when I was a kid, but there's a fairly large Christmas section. Okay, and then Splashing Safari. What that is? It's like a water theme park that they built to it. Okay. I don't remember when they started advertising Boston Safari. I think I was in college. But, like I said, this place has been around for 80 years. Now, being a little kid growing up in Indiana or Indianapolis, Holiday World was fairly, or Santa Claus World, as it used to be called, was fairly well-known. To the point is, I remember being given the option by my parents, hey, you know, we have, you know, some vacation time. Do y'all want to take a trip down the holiday world or Santa world? And of course, we looked at our parents like they had lost their ever-loving mind and said, nah, we don't want that.
1: like, nah, bro.
0: Because <laughs> it also looked incredibly lame. I'm just going to say, as a child, even then, I found this place incredibly lame. But apparently, enough people really support Santa Claus world. I'm sorry, it keeps calling with that.
1: Holiday world. It is
0: now holiday world. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the Sears Tower, as opposed to what it's called
1: now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you girls yes.
0: calling it the Sears Tower, and you can't change it? Yeah. That's how Santa Claus world is to me.
1: It's kind of like in Chicago. Yes, the Sears Tower, which now is, and now I can't remember what the hell it is.
0: God, what is it called now? I
1: Look, can't think of it.
0: His mama called him Sears. We gonna call him Sears.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like in LA, where everybody calls us the Staples Center, even though it's called... I think, is it Crypto this week?
0: Yeah, I think it's called that this week. But it's like, look, your mama called you Santa Claus World. We gonna call you Santa Claus World. Exactly. (laughs) So anyway, so the park is really well known for its kids friendly attraction. I wouldn't know personally because we decided to dip out on that nonsense. And we went to Kings Island instead. Which, by the way, Paramount, Kings Island, whoever owns it now, it's really great. So, but. They keep moving along and apparently enough people go to Holiday World that they have invested in their latest attraction. It is a 1,500 foot long, 700 foot tall gravy themed roller coaster. Gravy. Yes. It's a roller coaster dedicated to gravy and fixings. And it's $10 million. It's a $10 million poster. So enough people go to Holiday World and splash the safari that they can spend $10 million on something that's called Good Gravy, America's Graviest (laughs) Coaster.
1: How do you feel about this?
0: You know, as a child growing up, I was blessed to take part in a lot of really cool activities that put me in place with different people. From around the Midwest. People outside the Indiana area. And also being a child, person of a certain age. Growing up in Indiana. Sometimes it's a challenge because. Stuff happens and shit comes out of our state. That you're just like. Really?
1: There is more than corn in Indiana.
0: Yeah that's that's a theme. That's an actual theme song to one of our. Great attractions. Indiana Beach. I'm not going to complete what I said that song. Nope. much my- Indiana Beach. <laughs> I want to tell my boss, there's more than corn in Indiana. There's Klansmen. Sadly, we're known for that in Sundell Towns, too.
1: And so she finishes it.
0: <laughs> we're the home of Dan Quayle for that. I'm really sorry. Mike Pence. And Mike Pence. We, we're responsible for that nonsense, too.
1: Yeah. So we're taking L's left and right here.
0: So what I say that?
1: But we also brought Michael Jackson to and the Jackson Five and others.
0: That is true. That is true. Mike Epps, we gave you Mike Epps and Vivi Gay Fox. Look, I'm trying to balance it
1: out. You gave us Babyface.
0: Yeah, it's baby face We gave y'all Baby. Look, a Pill is because of us. Okay. <laughs> so you have to forgive us that sometimes. Oh, and Over Redenbacher. We did give you over Redenbacher.
1: And David Letterman.
0: Yeah, and David Letterman. So not everything that comes out of us is in a thousand. Look, every state has that.
1: We also gave you Raj from what's happening. Okay, I think we're going down a rabbit hole. We need to pull ourselves out. Hey, I'm trying to rip my city now. <laughs> anyway.
0: But what I'm trying to say is we can't all bat a thousand. But having a roller coaster dedicated to gravy is a little weird even by Hoosier standards. Yes, it is. So, riders on the Family Family Coaster will v- climb into cars that looks like an oversized gravy boat, and they will be taken on a wild-ish ride, wild for Holiday World, I guess, that makes to make more gravy, quote, and save Thanksgiving dinner. Along the way, the cars will speed through a can of cranberry jelly and dodge oversized kitchen accessories And essential ingredients like a chicken timer, a rolling pin, and a giant box of Ruth's stuffing, which is a shout out to the inventor of stovetop stuffing, who lived in nearby Evansville, Indiana. The woman's name is Ruth Sims. So I guess we gave you stovetop stuffing. Okay. So someone actually put a statement out for this mess. It says, since 1946. Our family has been dedicated to being the best at family fun, said Leah Croch-Boonhart, the fourth-generation owner of Holiday World, told a magazine called Attractions. We are excited to add a coaster to our lineup that caters to the whole family, just like the Thanksgiving dinner. The experience will be smooth and gentle enough for grandparents and younger children to enjoy, yet dynamic enough for the thrill-seekers. Oh, by the way, in case you're wondering, Good gravy will have a 38 inch height requirement, making it acceptable for kids as young as three to ride. I'll tell your kid at 38 inches. <sighs> so, so Thomas, is this the roller coaster ride that you've been waiting for? A gravy boat, because I have to say, of all the unseasoned shit that could come <laughs> of Indiana, this ranks is different. This ranks is the top ten.
1: Yes. Yeah. Now, am I going, looking forward for this? No. <laughs> I think that they try too hard to come, you know, try to open up and broaden their minds from, you know, the uh very, very seasonal, you know, holiday world theme of, you know, when they left Santa land. But I believe that it's funny. And maybe, you know, because Thanksgiving doesn't get enough love for, you know the different sorry i'm trying to think of a nice word to say like all the random crap that we eat at thanksgiving i would think there would just be one big food court but okay you want to put a holiday ride involved yeah be my guest the gravy world but i however would like to suggest to the people of holiday world since you want to call it holiday world i'm waiting for the juneteenth ride no no no, no 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 no
0: okay i i love you but i'm gonna have to say no
1: no, no, no Juneteenth. Uh, and
0: this is why. Okay. Because we see how people perhaps inappropriately choose to celebrate other holidays of different cultures, say
1: Cinco de Mayo. de Mayo. Yeah, I was waiting for the Cinco de Mayo ride, too.
0: So my fear is that the Juneteenth roll will have like rides through fried chicken and watermelon, and we don't need that.
1: Okay, so the Hanukkah Rads are also out, right?
0: Yes, yes. I, I, I think I, I think they should just stay in their lane and <laughs> just keep as part of stuffing springs. You know that's just gonna be the most water water like unseasoned gravy ever. But that's okay. But that, you know what? There's a place for all
1: of it. Man, are you kidding me i i I was ready. I had the <laughs> Martin Luther King. I have a dream boat no 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 no, <laughs> no, no, the freedom no. rides no no, no,
0: <laughs> especially when you consider that they're taking black history out of schools so they'll be left to their own interpretation. Don't y'all do that?
1: <laughs> just leave it alone, come on now, just leave it alone. <laughs> I was ready. <laughs> I had the book banning boats. Mm-mm. No, leave it alone. <laughs> now,
0: if you are so interested, but you need a year to figure out where the hell Santa Claus Indiana is, at, Indiana is your luck. Because Good Gravy will officially be open on May 4th, 2024 to visitors with season passes. And it'll be open to the general public on May 11th, 2024. So, again, you guys got a little time to gather yourself. Oh, and by the way, in case you're wondering, there is a restaurant on the park called Plymouth Rock Cafe. And during, at the restaurant, you can get a full Thanksgiving meal with a side of gravy.
1: mm mm, mm.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, to the, <laughs> the eight-year-old me who told my parents, Nah. That's okay. We'd rather spend hours in the car poking each other and driving to Cincinnati for King's Island. I want to say thank you for that.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I'm still stuck on the different rads I was ready to introduce. No, no, no. no. Like the race to Ramadan? (laughs) Wow.
0: Oh, oh my God. Giving? No. Mm -hmm. There are
1: all these holidays that are unexplored, but no. We wanted to stick with Christmas and Thanksgiving. And the Fourth of July, Fourth July. I,
0: I, I think, I, I, I think, I think we're good. So, kudos to you, Holiday World, for finding the need for a gravy-themed roller coaster and making it happen. That we salute you. <laughs> and on this note, I think it might be a good idea just to stop. <laughs> Why don't we take a break and we come back? We will share the best thing we ate this week. (laughs) You're listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast.
1: Wait a minute. The Obama Boaster Coaster.
0: No! God, no! I just feel I I just see this going worse and worse. (laughs) Stay in y'all lane. (laughs) So, we're listening to the Gourmet Goober podcast. We will be right back. (music) Hi, I'm Carrie and I'm Emily and we're the hosts of A Dark Cup of History, a spin-off series to our regular podcast, A Nice Cup of History, where we dive headfirst into the weird and paranormal aspects of the world we all live in. If you want to know your woman in red from your woman in white or precautions to take against demonic dolls and just where to go to find shuck on a moonlit night, why not give us a listen? Together we talk about the dark, creepy and downright terrifying parts of our history and folklore as well as what you should do if you ever encounter any of them. Interested? Come and find us in Buzzsprout, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts. So turn on the lights, grab a blanket and some rock salt, and
1: and let's let's get dark. dark.
0: Hey guys, I'm JJ Outlaw, better known as the Gourmet Goober, and I'm here to share this great new recipe journal from author Gaby Loreno. It's a progressive cooking journal designed for short and simple recipes at the beginning before advancing with spaces for longer recipes as you go. It's colorful, fun, fits easily in the kitchen drawer, and it's perfect for any home cook. Best of all, it has over 100 pages for your most beloved culinary delights. Be sure to get your copy today at Amazon.com. Hey everyone, this is JJ Outlaw.
1: And T Outlaw.
0: And we are back with the third section of the Gourmet Gooper Podcast, where we share the best thing we ate this week. These include recipes, restaurants, on the walls, food trucks, you name it. If it's good grub, we are sharing it with you. As always, we invite you, the listener, to share with us and let us know your thoughts for the best thing that you ate this week. And if you want to have a restaurant, a food truck, even a recipe that has gone right, I don't care if it came from you or your nana, just email us, thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. Again, that's thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear your feedback. As always, in this section, we start off with Big Daddy. And so what was the best thing that you ate since last on the mic?
1: Well, since the last time we were on the mic, uh I went through several different ideations. They're like picks. Uh, some of them good, some of them not as great. But yeah, it kept changing. But honestly, the best thing I ate this week was once again prepared by the Gourmet Goober. <laughs> she hit me one night with uh something that was a little different. I wasn't quite ready for it. Now, I don't know if the governor knows this, but I like to believe that one of, the, like, one of the best things I make is I make, I used to make, uh, my mama taught me how to make tacos. I know very, tacos are very simple, you know, very easy to make. You just kind of like, you know, take some ground beef or some other like protein, you know, you basically take some flour or corn, uh, shell and then you, you know, just put together some toppings. And throw it together. And I kept saying, like, how can I keep improving up on this? And I kept messing with things. And one of the things I used to make that was one of the best things I believe I I like to make is I make kind of a quesadilla type concoction. I call them ghetto quesadillas. <laughs>
0: okay, I never knew the exact name for that was ghetto quesadilla. This is the first time I hear that.
1: Well, at least that's what I you know. <laughs> that's the way I dropped in on IG.
0: That must be like a personal thing. If you never shared that
1: with me. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's because of the effect that these quesadillas have on, on every person that eats it.
0: Oh, you're talking about the itis?
1: Yes. They get the super itis and we all fall asleep.
0: <laughs> that is true.
1: Yeah, because of the weight of what's in them. Or, yeah. But, honestly, that was not the best thing I ate this week. The goober, like, threw a bomb on me that I wasn't quite ready for. So, she came out. And she said, I'm going to teach you how to make these, but here's what we got. We're going to call these things smash tacos. And I'm like, she'll say, what? You you making some some smash tacos? I, I've had smash burgers, but I wasn't quite ready for these smash tacos. And the way she prepared them, I was not, it took me a couple of times to figure out how to make them, but once she got them together and I tasted the smash taco, i I, I my mind was blown. I was transfixed. <laughs> I was amused. I was amazed. I was. I got turned out. I I didn't know what to think. I gotta admit this this concept was. I don't know where she got the idea or whether it came out of her like the magic of her like little Oprah like mind. But I was just like, I was thrown. I was shook. Now- yeah. Hey, w- would you like to explain to us, Goober, how you prepared that these Smash tacos? <laughs>
0: Well, first of all, I, I wish I could take the credit for throwing you for a loop there. But the real story is, for those of you who listen to the show regularly, you know that I spend quite a, a bit of time as a professional writer. And right now, my latest gig is I'm working for a company that I'm doing writing as it relates to um, social media for a 18-state regional internet service provider and telephone provider. And that's as far as I can go with that. So (laughs) I say that to say that I spend an extra amount of time, more than I would care to know now, on social media and all platforms, just to look for relevant content that I can turn into something very quickly that can advertise their various products. Sounds boring, but in some cases it's a lot of fun just to kind of play with certain things. So I find myself on TikTok and other things a lot, even though we don't have a TikTok page. Um And I notice in a lot of their um, postings, their foodie TikTok and foodie Instagram, is that smash tacos is the latest thing. Combining the convenience of a smash taco and all the yummy, crusted goodness, because you know a good smash, to- smash burger has it, like crusts on the outside of the burger, but the juiciness on the inside. And it operates on the same principle, but in a taco format. Yes. So I really like it because a good smash taco, from what I found out, and there's variances of it. In fact, there's one that I wanted to make for you, but I couldn't find the ingredients I was looking for, oddly enough, because I was going to make, there's a Big Mac version of the smash taco. A Big Mac? Yes, so there's a Big Mac Smash taco that actually Emmy from Japan recently showed on her YouTube channel that I thought was really interesting. And she was the one who mentioned, hey, on Foodie TikTok, this is a big thing. And of course I went immediately to check it out. So yes, so the next version, just so you know you can look forward to it, is a Big Mac Smash Taco. I but The whole concept of combining this plus having a tortilla and having, you know, the tortilla crisped and, you know, the meat crisp in such a way. And then you top it with the various toppings. I just thought it was really a cool thing to do. And because, you know, working from home, you would think it would be easy for you to just take a break and just go and make dinner. But oftentimes you find yourself, at least I know I do, you know, working on projects, working later than you planned, and then you need something quick yet yummy to prepare. And the great thing about smash tacos is they take hardly anything at all once you have all the ingredients together. So I have a full meal made in about thirty minutes, which I really love. So what I will do is I can share the link to it. But yeah, I wish I could take the credit for it, but yeah, shout out to Emmy from Japan, which. By the way, if you guys haven't checked out her content, it's such a sweet channel and a perfect world, I would love to interview her because she seems like a really cool person, and yeah, she just tries out a lot of as it trends on social media and she shares different things and yeah, it's all um foodie meals that you can make relatively easy in your house without having to have the skill of like I'm a garden. <laughs> So yeah, smash tacos. I'm glad that you really liked it.
1: I did. It was truly the best thing I ate this week. I wasn't quite. I was. I was ready to go after that.
0: <laughs> well, my best thing that I ate this week. I'm got to be honest. I almost chose the smash tacos. I am going to do something, and I. I always feel weird choosing stuff I make because take credit. I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm the gourmet goober. I'm like the best at everything. I'm not.
1: You're the gourmet goober. (laughs) You're the best at, you know, the things that you prepare.
0: (laughs) But that said.
1: I'm still waiting on this gumbo.
0: We're not getting to the gumbo thing. (laughs) But that said, I wanted to share something that has been kind of the bane of my existence for such a long time since I got into cooking. And I finally got right last week. And it's because of a recipe from a brilliant website that I read all the time called Damn Delicious. So I want to give credit where credit is due. This came from a website called Damn Delicious. Damn! Yeah. Delicious. <laughs> it's um, one by a woman. I want to make sure I got her name right. It's Chanya. And the idea behind her website centers on the home cook and making things quick and delicious. And one of the things that I truly love when I go to a restaurant that I haven't been able to master is making carbonara pasta, study carbonara. Mm. And it's relatively an easy recipe, right? I mean, at its basis, it's spaghetti or your pasta, it is Parmesan cheese, it's eggs, it's bacon, it's garlic, it's parsley, salt and pepper, that it, right? It's really easy to do, but it's also easy to fuck up, right? Because the thing is, okay, you cook the bacon or the pancetta, right? I usually use bacon because it's easy to find in the hood where I live. And then you slice, a, you dice a base in, you put it in the dish, you crisp the bacon, you take the bacon out, You cook this pasta, you immediately turn everything off. And then at some point after putting the pasta in the pan with the bacon fat, you add the raw egg and parmesan that has been whisked together slowly to the pasta that's in the pan. Now, if you do it right, it turns into the cheesiest, the creamiest, mouth-watering, pasta sauce that you will ever have in your life right you do it wrong it's scrambled egg and pasta <laughs> and no matter what i have done in the past it always turns out to be a form of scrambled egg and pasta which by the way i have to say not bad okay. not bad at all i've had it it's good but it's a carbonara no it's not so I have struggled with this recipe for many years until I tried the recipe from Damn Delicious. And I don't know maybe if it's because I added the, the egg mixture too quickly or didn't stir fast enough. I think it's because I didn't temper the eggs enough with the pasta water that's left over, but I followed this recipe step-by-step, step, and for the first time ever, I made spaghetti carbonara that I'm proud of. Mm. Yeah, I have just to admit, you unlocked a, a
1: Byzantine, you yeah, unlocked a code there.
0: Yes, and Big Daddy knows that this is kind of like, like every every cook has that one recipe that they're just like, damn, if I could only get it. Like, for me, there's two. I'm going to share with you guys. It's two things that would fall into that category. One is spaghetti carbonara, which I can take off the list, and the other is making a proper um. Let's see, <laughs> croque monsieur, a proper croque monsieur.
1: See, I thought you were gonna like drop in like your mama's dressing.
0: Oh well, we're not gonna talk about that because that's that's like on a whole other level. So adding that, there's three. Because my mother, my mother has this Thanksgiving dressing that she makes every year. She got the recipe from my grandmother who got the recipe from her grandmother, right? I cannot recreate this recipe to save my soul. And the thing that frustrates me is I'm like, mom, can you write it down? She never writes it down of course. So then, cause she, and partially, to be fair, she doesn't measure everything. My mom is from the South, like the old, old South, the way she cooks. Nothing gets measured, right? It's just like listening to the ancestors when it, you've had enough. But the thing is, I spent two Thanksgiving in a row watching my mother to make sure I don't miss out on anything. And she makes it a different way every time. She makes it a different way. And it always turns out great. And it's always amazing. Like, I'm telling you, her dressing is so amazing. When I was a child, I used, like, you know how the day after Thanksgiving and people make turkey sandwiches and turkey and cranberries? Nah, I made dressing sandwiches. (laughs)
1: Dressing sandwiches.
0: Yes, I made sandwiches out of my mama's dressing. (laughs) That's how good it is. I cannot do it. I've been asking my mother for at least 20 years, and I'm like, look, at some point, you are not going to be here. What if it's going to have to continue this? And you're saying
1: that your sister won't.
0: No, my sister's not a cook, and she doesn't want to try it. And me, I just want to preserve it, and I can't. Okay. So spaghetti carbonara, my mama's dressing, and a good croque monsieur. And the reason why the croque monsieur affects me is for some reason, I cannot get the sauce that goes on the top of it right. And I don't know why, but this right here, the spaghetti carbonara, thanks to the great people, damn delicious. And I will be sharing the link. I finally, finally, after almost 18 years of marriage, got it right.
1: We've been married over eighteen years. Exactly. Wow. Sorry. Anyway, yes, (laughs) it was damn damn good. Thank you, damn delicious. (laughs) Because I wasn't quite—I freely admit—I wasn't quite ready for that. Neither was my tummy.
0: No, it was really
1: really great. It was very filling. I will say that.
0: (laughs) So let's note—we're going to wrap up our show. Big Daddy, where can they find you?
1: Well, you can find me T Outlaw on. Is it Twitter or X?
0: I don't think he knows. Cause here's the thing: technically, it's X, but legally, he doesn't own the right to that name. So I think we're just gonna have to do like the mama call it Twitter. We gonna call it Twitter. Which, by the way, before we forget, in the last segment, we were talking about the Sears Tower. As soon as we turn off the microphone, what did you say to me?
1: Uh, it's the Willis Tower.
0: Yes, we <laughs> old and forgetful. So, we were talking about the Willis Tower. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, they can find you on Twitter. Where?
1: <laughs> you can find me on Twitter or X ex- Exhibit Radio for all I care. Um, you can find me on there at T Outlaw. T O U T L A W. And on Instagram at T Outlaw Jill Wells. You can follow me, JJ Outlaw, for
0: now on Twitter at JJ Outlaw. You can find me on instagram at gourmet goober to be honest i have a lot of other links now that i cannot remember because <laughs> we're also on spill and threads and spottable i think i'm jj outlaw Spotable. spottable but i'll be honest i haven't done a lot of posting yet so i'll probably move to do that now especially since again it's twitter is now thinking about getting rid of the block button and i'm sorry y'all, i'm not going to be on there fighting bigots and and Nazis and other people all day long on Twitter. Because if you know me on Twitter, you know that I will block with a quickness. Because you're not going to try my piece. You're just not. Did you block me? No, I didn't block
1: you. Okay, I have to check. <laughs> I never always see you, Like, I don't always see your posts, so I am always have to check just to make sure.
0: No, I didn't block you. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, you can also join us at the gourmetgoober.com you can email us at thegourmetgoober at gmail.com. So basically, just a bunch of ways you can get a hold of us. always. No excuses. <laughs> so we behalf of Big Daddy and the Gourmet Goober, we just want to say thanks for listening until next time, happy eating.
1: Happy eating.